new show. We'll be doing a monthly broadcast with Aaron Moffat called All Things Esoteric. And so I'm honored to be here with you, Aaron. How are you doing tonight, sister? I am blessed, and the honor is all mine. I'll tell you what, I'm humbled to be with such a just a, a great defender of truth and to be able to be a part of what you're doing. And it just, I, I give all glory and thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. All praise, all honor, all glory is his. And that's what we are all about as well. And um, yeah, we just want to share the truth and help people to come to better understanding on, you know, in this case, all things esoteric and, how to basically unlock the matrix and make sense of what's going on in world. And certainly it seems like we are in some strange times. So, Yeah, no kidding. That's kind of an understatement for some people. I don't know how it's going for a lot of people. I'm grateful that not a lot has changed for me, except for like a gym closure that I'm used to being able to go to the gym. However, I'm sure that some people are really suffering and really going through some massively hard hits right now yeah unfortunately it seems to be you know affecting a lot of people in that way but uh for myself i work from the house anyways and so not a lot has changed uh for myself either but i do pray for others especially those that you know had um industry jobs where they may have both been employed and restaurants or in gyms or movie theaters or something of that nature where everything has kind of locked down for them and they've not been able to work and you know the bills never take a break they never stop they always continuously keep coming in and so for people that are not able to make an income these are trying times and so i i do pray for all of those and for their sake i hope things you know get back to a sense of normality to where they can uh start taking care of themselves and their children in a way that they don't have to worry stress or concern themselves um but certainly i don't think that you know ever uh things are going to return back to what they were that the elites have shut down the system and have created um, this pandemic in such a way that uh, things are, you know, all are always going to be affected to such a degree, the rolling out the vaccines or whatever is the next aspect of the agenda. I, I see this as part of the order out of chaos that they've been planning to orchestrate for a very long time. I am so glad that you said exactly what you just said. Just a, a little precursor to a video I'm editing right now that I plan to upload either tomorrow or Thursday, or I might split it in half and do a little part one, part two. But I talk about that order out of chaos and the relation as a Hegelian dialectic is with the mm -hmm. two opposing sides. And you have to have the thesis and the antithesis, antith whatever, forget it, antithesis yeah. <laughs> right. and the synthesis. And um, this is that follows along with people like Alice Bailey and Blavatsky, and, right. and people don't know that, and they see we're going to talk about this. So I'm not trying to jump the gun, but um, we see this happening right now, and we'll talk about that with QAnon and Trump. I will say 
that we are going to also look at a colder year than usual. And I am growing a garden. So I pray over that. If you think of it, you can pray for my garden. That might seem small, but this is going to be a big deal, whether we're going to be able to have our own food or continue yeah. to count on food being in the stores. Yeah, I think that's um, you know a, a lost art that people should become more familiar with and that everybody should have at least um, some sort of a garden and some sort of uh, effort to where they're working with the soil and trying to move away from dependency on stores and corporations and trucks and the next shipment and all of that. And, and I know my children there are also, um, you know, learning this year how to do all that as my, my friend Rob is also um, delving into the soil and trying to learn more and it is a, a huge learning process and so yeah I do pray for you and and everybody else out there that has been trying to move somewhat off grid and to become less dependent on the stores and I think that's a, a very wise decision and so um, I'm going to turn it over to you Aaron however you want to lead we can begin with questions or if you have things that you would like to to share uh, to set up the program um, certainly however you want to lead it sure well I have uh, kind of an outline of stuff and and sometimes for you and I I have questions and sometimes we just have a, a really good fireside chat and I think maybe mm -hmm. this will be more of a good fireside chat tonight which always leads me to questions uh, yeah however, I'll, I'll start with QAnon for anyone who isn't familiar since you looked at it. And um, I'm not going to get this exactly right. So if anyone, <laughs> I don't think you have a major Q following in your group, but uh, so I don't think I'll get a hard time for this. But basically, QAnon started in October of 2017, putting drops in what's called 4chan. 4chan is an anonymous website where you don't need to put your name or anything. In fact, you just get a trip code. What is a trip code? It's just some letters and numbers that indicates who you are. And I think it usually changes. So it's really anonymous. And this one was a political group. Now there's some really uh, insidious dark stuff on 4chan and some of these um, 5chan other anonymous channels because you're anonymous and so you can share some pretty gross stuff. But this one was right-wing political and a lot of really smart intellectual people are in there. And we're talking like probably computer hackers or coders or people who are, are gamers. And so when Q would drop, it was supposed to mean like a Q clearance in the government. So we're talking about intelligence agency, first of all, and also being anonymous. Now, for some reason, this is exciting, and it was to me too. So I want any, everyone to know that I was an avid QAnon follower. At one point, it was very exciting that we weren't getting inside knowledge. Now, none of it is really inside knowledge because there would be a lot of laws being broken about some of that, but they were called breadcrumbs that led us to research. So I give props to some of that positivity of what QAnon was doing later. QAnon went to 8chan because they wanted it to be more specific to Q because trolls and things like that. And then ultimately that got, I don't know, taken over somehow and they've moved it to what's called 8kun. Lots of questionable stuff with that alone. But what I will tell you guys is we were just talking about the order out of chaos, the two opposing forces 
And so what I've been doing recently, which I've been getting from other videos, I don't just suddenly know this stuff, but it was questions in my mind that people have been finally asking and getting answers to. And one of the things is Q first, I had concerns my first time when Q posted a beautiful, brave new world. And this was November of 2018. And I, have you read the book, Brave New World, Zen? Uh, I have not, but I am um, somewhat familiar that it is um, an illuminous book and tied to the New World Order and kind of the um, police state tyranny that they want to bring forth, sort of like 1984, if I'm correct. But um, Yes. Just like very similar. It's the way they kept people happy was the government doled out drugs to keep them drugged up, literally. Like you would take your pills every day and you'd have this euphoric feeling and sexual gratification, sexualizing children, keeping them from parents. They weren't raised with parents. They were raised by the government. And we're seeing that that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And when Q said that in a drop, um, typed it, however you want to say, it concerned me. And so I went to some of the biggest names that were following and, and trying to decode. Unfortunately, there's a lot of decoding here, trying to um, break down what Q's really saying and no one would touch it. I can you, I'm, I'm sure you can believe that, but I couldn't believe it. I said, how can any of these people pass over such a bold statement? And apparently right. Melania Trump or not Melania, who's the daughter, Ivanka. Apparently yeah. she said this too, brave new world. And mm. so that's when I started questioning. I was a strong, I want everybody to know out there, in case you were one of these or anything like that, I was a strong Trump supporter and a strong Q supporter. And I had to look at that and go, I can't ignore this. And right. I wanted to. <laughs> but um, so when I, when I, I'll admit, when I saw you go on um, Red Pill 78 and, and everybody was kind of listening to you and then you dropped the bomb of Hillary Clinton <laughs> being related to Trump later on in the channel. I was already in such a comfortable place knowing that my my source of truth is the Lord that I just loved it. It was hilarious because people went kind of, and I, I want to reach people, so understand me here, but it went from people being very interested in what you have to say to suddenly clamping down in anger with what <laughs> yeah, you had to say. I know. And it's really, it's I so unfortunate because, yeah, right? And what's unfortunate is that's where we've come. And I, I think you can speak on this, what you've just seen without Q, but this is where we've come. We've come with this this massive opposing forces that I can't even question Q. You can't even question Q, except that uh, we'll get bombarded with anger and frustration. And so we have to, we do it, you and I do it, but there's other people that are afraid to, they're afraid to ask questions, or they're just taking this side blindly. And, and we're seeing we're just seeing this blind following of Q and Donald Trump. And anyway, I'm sure you can see that without even QAnon, knowing what that is. Right. Well, you know, for me, um, studying the bloodlines and the serpent seed and uh, how it has always been and the enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent going back to even the garden and that there's been these two opposing forces even though one hides from the shadows and tries to nullify its existence and covertly um you know does its work from the shadows still i'm familiar with the illuminati bloodlines and that they literally are the children of the devil and that they have the modus operandi of working 
in controlled opposition. And as you said, the Hegelian dialectic of providing problem-reaction-solution, of controlling both left and right, or any other organizations that come out to challenge even the status quo of you know the left-right opposition. Because in a lot of countries, like in Israel, there are numerous um, third-party uh, you know platforms for political ideologies and leanings, and of course they control those as well. From they control from the top down, but here in America they've pretty much got it locked down so that you can only uh, even seriously challenge the or be part of the political system if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Like independents have very little to no uh, options or choice or support in the political process. And so they only have to control those two major parties and their donors and um, with regard to the electoral college and all of that. And now they got super delegates to you know, even trump the popular vote and all of that. And so it's not what people believe they are participating in where their every vote counts. That's not it at all. They've skewed it even to such a degree that you know we have the electronic voting machines and there's no paper ballot or verification or any way to authenticate uh, if any of that is true. Um, and so, yeah, they, they have set in place um, being able to control and to throw and to skew and to manipulate the process so that they get the results that they want. And it's to the point where, you know, going back to even 2000, it has been very public that the candidates that we have for um, presidency, both Democrat and Republican, that they are cousins from the same bloodlines. And this has been common knowledge. Uh, in, in every political season, you'll see an article which comes forth about how George Bush and Al Gore, their cousins, and George Bush and John Kerry, and uh, even during that political election, they were both to be members of Skull and Bones. You know, the secret society, Yale secret society, where certain candidates, certain individuals were picked and groomed to be part of the political process and to control and to rule and to reign um, over uh, the the seats of power here in America. And so, and then when we got to Obama and John McCain and how everybody thought, you know, Obama was an outlier and that he was this new and surprising, this dashing hope and uh, new change and all of that. And yet he was also cousins with Dick Cheney, you know, and, and everybody thought, oh, he's the new hope and change. And, and it, it was the, another one of the, the whole thing of the controlled opposition. And so we get now uh, here to Trump and to Hillary and, you know, People can look this up for themselves. Just see that 
they are cousins. And I'll, I'll just quickly quote from this article, which was on The Hill. And, you know, The Hill is um, a political Washington, D.C. Uh, news report and paper that most of the people in, in Congress and uh, that are involved in politics read and keep up with. And it says, it's all in the fam family for Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. The presidential frontrunners are reportedly related. The genealogy website, genie.com, tells entertainment show Extra that the GOP and Democratic White House candidates are 19th cousins. The first Duke and Duchess of mm. Lancaster are Trump and Clinton's 18th great-grandparents, according to the site's analysis. John of Gaunt, the first Duke of Lancaster, married Catherine Swinford, Duchess of Lancaster, and John and Catherine are Donald and Hillary's shared 18th great-grandparents, reports Extra. Uh, a little bit more here. Author A.J. Jacobs, who studied the Genie.com research, told the television program of the two 2016 hopefuls their 19th great-grandfather is King Edward III, so there is precedent for ruling a country. It's in their genes. The relative revelation isn't the first time political opposites have turned out to be family members. Former Vice President Dick Cheney's wife, Lynn, revealed in 2007 that while researching her ancestry for her memoir, she discovered her husband and the Senator, Barack Obama, were actually eighth cousins. Every family has a black sheep, and Obama spokesperson said at the time. One theory claims that even American presidents, except for Obama, Every American president except for Obama all share a common European royal ancestor. Um, and so, you know, again, they're all from the same family. And yeah, I know going back somewhat, we're all sort of related. But, you know, there's a special elitist seed of Cain bloodline which sits on all the thrones of the world and it's not by coincidence it's not by you know just per chance happening this has been orchestrated the whole idea of selection and you know that we have a representative government this is all an illusion and it's that way for most places in the world and so um you know i i, I know people are hopeful and I am as well. But, you know, my hope is on Christ and not any American president. Amen. And somebody asked about Q being, asking, do we know who Q is? And I think that it who is hard to say because there's going to be human beings behind all of this. But what is a good question? Because I did a video probably a year and a half ago while I was still a Q follower that uh, went researched back to 1993 and Hillary's Clinton first beginning to control the internet in our phones and our computers. I mean, why Obama phones for tracking? But uh, not just that, also putting chips from China into our phones and computers. It's going to be, a, I'm not, I'm not sure about Trump. It looks good, but I'll explain why. I think a lot of it looks good if anyone's interested, but Q being a quantum computer would explain that, um, 
why the data has been able to be processed so quickly and put out so quickly because these are supercomputers, fast computers, and whether they're really using quantum technology or not, it doesn't matter. There's, there's still something extra about them compared to just the regular uh, silicone binary ones and zeros. Allegedly, it's ones and zeros and everything in between and much, much faster. If you've ever seen the TV show Person of Interest, it's a perfect example of what I believe Q is capable of doing. There's this part where they are... Um, there, there's several people and there's these, they're good guys, right? And they're trying to get away from something. And there's what they have is there's a supercomputer system set up where it can get, it can hack into any camera, any computer, any phone, anywhere at any time. And they get it on their side somehow, right? And so this computer is able to come up with in just a, like a millisecond, the probability of how they'll get out of the situation alive. And there's only one option and it had to run them we had to run them very quickly because they're in this dire situation all about to get shot up and killed. And it runs these millions of possibilities and probabilities until it finds the one way they're going to escape alive. And they do, of course. And that all sounds really cool and fun, but that's really scary if that's what Q is going to be capable or already capable of doing is getting into any computer, phone, uh, camera, on a, anywhere. And the reason I think that's possible is because we already have that kind of technology because Hillary Clinton was already doing it by putting these back doors in all our phones and all our computers. And so Q is not something that cares about us at all. Q is just a data analysis and spit out. And that's how they, I think Trump was able to win the election because it's admitted that Facebook accidentally sold a whole bunch of information to the Cambridge Analytica group. Uh-huh. And yeah, so, so that information had to be uh, analyzed, and to analyze all that information, you can't just sit a bunch of people down to a bunch of computers. It take forever. So, this is what I think we're dealing with: is a quantum computer uh, of of some type. Anytime you see a quantum computer created, it's always given the letter Q in the name of the computer itself. So, this is something that's not even really that new, but it seems new to us. They've been making quantum computers for at least seven years going back to 2013 with Jordy Rose who started the D-Wave quantum computer which has to be frozen down colder than outer space if outer space is real so (laughs) we don't really know what that means as far as how cold it is but it's like you said our vote doesn't matter so that's how they do it they gather the information so that's my answer to who I think Q is but speaking of Trump's uh, history he's a Jesuit trained person so we don't know if he's taken the extreme oath and i'm sure you're familiar with the extreme oath Mm -hmm. yes and um as we were talking about earlier before we came on the illuminati secret covenant is something that people should also become familiar with because it lets you know to what nature and what degree they are working against us and how they are uh you know they see us as the enemy, they declare us as useless eaters, and that they believe they, as the chosen people and a chosen race, have the divine right to rule and to make decisions. And this is what Satan has been um, directing and guiding since even the ancient times in the rebellion against the Most High, the war in heaven, and their attempts to be like the Most High. They are the powers, the principalities, the rulers of darkness, wickedness in high places, the eye at the top of the the Illuminati pyramid, 
um, separated and detached from all of the workers and all of the human populaces that are enslaved and served them through the matrix. I mean, this is the reality of what we are contending with, and people are, are just now starting to wake up to um, these idiosyncrasies, and it's a good thing, but I remember when I first began my journey down the rabbit hole and how it it's really a scary process of facing and accepting that government is controlled by, you know, this elitist group that cares nothing for humanity and only wants to work to increase its own power, control, wealth, and they want to rule with impunity, and that they are schizophrenic, pedophilic, satanic, cannibalizing, blood-drinking psychopaths, you know, I mean... That's the other aspect of what we are contending with as well. They are completely um, murderers, rapists, uh, and, uh, you know, they are just out of control and insane in their minds. And these are the people that are sitting on the thrones of the world that are selected by their father, the devil, to rule over the masses. And I think that's part of why in prophecy we see that unless the days be shortened, there should be no flesh left. And why it is that we need um, a Savior Messiah and Christ to come to redeem us, to rectify the fall, to restore us to our first estate. And not only that, but to bring justice to this world and to really allow the elites to reap what they sow. Um, Because even though, yeah, with regard, you know, to QAnon, and, you know, I'm just now recent um, investigating into and looking at the promises of what they are declaring to Q and through QAnon. But, you know, I've heard this kind of before, that there was a time during the first New Age awakening back in the 80s where there was this group, Nasera, um, that spoke about the reset of the, you know, the global financial situation and how uh, debt would all be gotten rid of and that everything was going to be restored and all the wealth of the elites was going to be taken and given back to the masses and and then there was this um, this other guy, I forget his name, Benjamin, um, I forget his name, but he was working, talking about the white snake, um, this oriental group of that was working against the elites and that they were going to bring um, many of them to arrest and that they were going to, you know, drain the swamp in the same way that the promises have come forth from Trump and this Q group. And so, you know, I've heard the promises and yeah, I I do hope that, you know, some of this would take place and that justice would be served. But until I see it, I'm not going to believe it, you know, because there's just been too much as far as the, the 
people being uh, led astray by these different groups and different individuals that say they're going to hold these people accountable. And it never happens. I mean, we, uh, you know, the Franklin cover-up dates back to the early 1980s, and it was known then that the politicians and uh, the priests, you know, Boys Town and the Girls Club and these different uh, Catholic priests and bishops were involved in pedophilia and in um, raping children. And it's still ongoing and still covered up. And so, you know, until I see the justice, until I see people actually getting locked up, because the ones that do get locked up, like Epstein, they end up dying because of the information and the people that they can implicate. And so, um, yeah, I, I would have loved for him to actually told, tell the story of all the things that he knew because there would have been a lot of people go down from all of what, you know, that whole Epstein affair and what was going on with that pedophile island and everything. Because uh, these, these things are ongoing. They are still occurring. Kids are being pimped out in the same way that the Franklin cover-up, the conspiracy of silence uh, talked about that there's all these politicians going all the way, even to the presidents of the United States, to royal cabinet members and to uh, kings and princes all over the world that are involved and engaged in such activity. And yeah, I hope they do go down. Well, okay, so I wanted to speak to something. I, I appreciate everybody's patience. They are always so patient, your your followers and listeners, because um, I know that there's really probably not any QAnon followers, but the reason I'm going to mention the importance of this, and nobody's talking badly about our discussion, I'm just, it's something that came to my mind, is that we will know people who are QAnon or Q followers or Q supporters, and I have friends. This is not easy. I'm going against the grain of my own listeners on this video I'm going to post and premiere probably tomorrow or the next day because it is it is actually thanks to Ben's, Mr. Ben Shovel, it's actually going to be titled the, the old legacy, but also the plan uh, they, the plan to save the world is what Q says. And uh-huh. I'm going to title it the plan to enslave the world. And I'm really I've got a friend that's even in my own business who's really upset with me for doing this. He's, uh, he's warning me not to do it, but I want, I'm, I'm bringing this up because we will know people that we love or even just like, or maybe we don't like them, but we, we care for their soul somehow. Because if we read in Jude, it says we have to have compassion for some in these times and for others to pull them out of the fire. And I think that they are on, they're on a well intended path. They want, they're disgusted by what they've learned there are a lot yes. of kind of regular human beings and they want somebody to take care of it. The sad thing is, is because they want somebody to take care of it, they're not going to do anything themselves. They're not right. going to try to make the, a change in the world. They're going to say, thanks, Q. I mean, right now they think that this lockdown is to save children out of from underground. And you can laugh at them, but they need this. 
they are they're sick with what they've learned it they really probably some people have had nightmares about this because i had to pray a lot before i went down this road and i'm glad that q wasn't the reason i did i was doing this beforehand but that's the lord and i said lord i need help not to go down a hole that takes me so far i never come back out and i've known people like that they, they've lost their faith in god learning some of this stuff because it's so just reprehensible so right. we we if we can i'm doing this video not to anger people but to try to at least bring a soul to Jesus yet. And yeah. we, if we can understand why they need this and why they want Q to save everything is because they're afraid. You guys, these people are afraid. They don't know what to do if Q and Trump don't come through. They have to have this be true for them mm -hmm. because they're not going to know what to do. And I don't know if we are going to be the ones to be there for them or if we can be, but there's going to come a time where they're either going to get mad at learning the truth or it's going to just totally break them, or they might just go be full out denial. I kind of joke, it's not terribly funny, but I kind of joke that QAnon is saying, trust the plan, because that's one of the things that Q always says. And disinformation is necessary, because that's another thing that Q always says as we're walking into the gulag. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So I, it's a warning out of love. I will mention, if you don't mind, a few things that Q does talk about. Oh, no, just, please. I want to point out the concerns I have because, like you said, it's like other people, they already know. I know that I'm probably preaching a little bit to the choir, but I think it's interesting and kind of fun to learn this stuff. I actually got excited about some of the stuff I, I learned, which unfortunately is upsetting other people. But one of the, if you could take a comparison, a good one would be Alice Bailey. And I give credit to Gon Stramer because he did a lot of work on this and created a two part video series. But I took from that and kind of did some of my own looking at her. And one thing that Q says a lot is to trust yourself and to have faith in yourself. And we know from Proverbs, is it 3-5, that we are supposed to, yeah, Proverbs 3-5, we're supposed to not lean on our own understanding, but to put our faith and trust in the Lord. Yeah. And that is a, a small one, right? But that's that could be big, too, because it's, it's said over and over and over. And another thing that he has said, obviously, was the brave new world concerning um, nobody ever did, uh, uh, no, no one, no QAnon ever touched on that. And then he speaks of love and light a lot. Alice Bailey spoke of light descending on the minds of men and the mind of God. And she also said, the, let the plan of love and light work out. Let love, let light and love and power restore the plan. Well, she says the plan twice in that sentence. And what is Q all about? The plan, the plan to save uh -huh. America, the plan to save the world. Right. And if you're, I'm sure you're familiar with Alice Bailey, but if anyone yeah. else is not, she was very, um, very occult, taken from Blavatsky methods, uh, very Luciferian. And she also talks about how there has to be these two opposing world visions that will confront humanity, how we will ascend. She talks about, you know, the future of ascension. And of course, you guys have to realize that's not for us. That's only for a few people, just like the Georgia Guidestones say. Mm -hmm. So that is... Even if it, so what Q is selling is, a, a diff, he's saying, we're dismantling the old guard. That's something that Q says a lot too. And if anyone is really interested, I'm putting out a video that will document exactly which drops say this, not, not picking all of them, but I pick a few. But the removal and dismantling of the old guard, well, recently I have learned that there's something called legacy problems that we have in America. And what well, legacy problem sounds like an old guard problem. And the old guard looks like totalitarianism of Bush. 
and Clintons and maybe Obama, the era, that era, we want to, it to go away because now we know they're all connected. We know they're all connected, probably even Reagan. People want to believe Reagan's good, but I'm pretty sure he's connected with it too. But dude, this is the old guard. And the new plan is freedom. But who is that freedom for? A new family bloodline? Not us. Right. And so I'll just mention really quickly that the, the legacy problems that America is facing, you guys, is we have too many human doctors. We have too many rights as drivers. We have too much FDA approval. It's basically a problem of too many humans with too many abilities. If we got to be more like China and we need to get these driverless cars because, you know, we have too much freedom. We need to get these telemetry visits with our doctors because, you know, that it's AI technology. It's really an AI war with China, I think. And we see that Trump is really coming up against China because the war has been going on already. And so how has this uh, COVID-19 really taken us into this much faster before they're trying to use mass shootings to get more AI technology forced on us? Well, now it's, well, you, you can't be around each other. We can't have people driving cars. We can't have people delivering boxes. And we can't have you actually going anywhere to see your doctor. Everything's going to have to be AI technology, 5G, and online. And that is where we aren't really allowed to leave our houses much. Everything has to be ordered. And notice all the small businesses are going to go out of business. Right. They're all going to go out of business. And then we're going to see all these big box stores continue to thrive, get these yeah. driverless. In fact, this has boosted driverless car companies to start moving a little faster. And we're going to see this technology just, boom, go go crazy. So that's what I, I really think is kind of behind this and because at first I was really upset. I'm like, why is Trump going along with this if he's supposed to be bringing this new change? E even though I knew it might not be for our good, it doesn't look like he's going against the grain. He was going along with this. And so why was he doing that? And then <laughs> the next thing you know, he's got this Operation Warp Speed to get 300 million vaccines created by January 2021. Now, here's the thing. Even if he doesn't go with Bill Gates and the WHO's recommendation for what they want, he has his own that is uh -huh. going to be just like it. I, I do, I'm not kidding you guys. If you think that it's going to be okay because he's not going with Gates and the who, then you need to understand that he's got his own technology like it. Either Gates is part of the old guard or they're just covering it up. Does this make sense or am I kind of going a little too yeah, fast? No, no you, you're making sense. And um, you're, again, challenging people to – Instead of just believing everything that they hear, they say, or being driven by their emotions and what they uh, have hoped on, to really look again at the promises and those things that are, are being said. Because, you know, those key words and the same thing, uh, going back to Alice Bailey back, the... 10-point plan to destroy the American family and Christian values and traditions. I mean, these are the same kind of things that are being repeated by, again, and I looked up who I was talking about, the White Dragon Society and Benjamin Fulford, because he also is one of those that, you know, talk, has been talking about for decades now about how the swamp's going to be drained and how they're going to uh, lock up all these um, you know, the Illuminati and those that are part of the the shadow government. And, um, and his, his organization is the 
White Dragon Society, which is supposedly is part of um, you know the good cop against the bad cop, and that they are going to be the ones that for very long time. I mean, he's been from promising for a decade that they were going to come out and arrest and oppose and fight against uh, the New World Order and the Illuminists, and there, there's been nothing happen. It's all just been empty promises. And um, and another thing that they declared, just like Nasera, and yes, Ben Swagel, Nasera is another New World Order front, and it's one that dates back to the early, uh, late 1980s. That's how old this one is. But they always are asking people for money to help them get the agenda going. And they have milked the movement and the hope of people in trying to get something done. And nothing ever happens. And, you know, again, these people are just fronts for the New World Order in the same way that you have the Shriners on the streets um, getting money from people, you know, that are driving up and down the highways. And uh, they have their little red fez caps on and uh, they have their little fire fireman boots out there and they're um, getting all these money directly from the people who think that they're doing good for the community but at the higher levels you know they are part of the infrastructure of the new world order and they are ruling things from the top down and they are using your goodwill um, to really support an agenda of evil, and people do not realize this. Right, and I well, and I think this could be any of us with any topic. I don't even think it has to be necessarily as a Trump supporter or QAnon. I've right. run into people who have very strong opinions about um, just today, just very strong opinions about scripture and what it means, and we're not. Uh, I'm not there yet because I don't agree with that person and. Really, we're all on different levels. We shouldn't. We should not expect someone to be where we are, where right. especially when it comes to research. And not everybody is supposed to research the same things that we're researching. As far as the Bible, yes, get into the Bible, learn the scriptures, and and if you're capable of doing so in a safe fashion, look even at the extra biblical texts like you have done, because it can bring better understanding if you're looking for truth from the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. But you get people who they get mad if you're not where they are and they get frustrated with you or they say you're wrong, you're not saved, or they say, I don't think that you're, um, I, I don't think that you're doing the right thing. I don't think you're a good person. You got to know people by their fruits and test the spirits. So I think but what I'd say is we could be deceived by many things, not just these two things that we're talking about, but we're bringing these two things up because it's a good example of the division that we're seeing even before. I mean, Obama created severe division, but this is really severe. And now that we've got this planned pandemic, we've got people <laughs> who are are forced in their homes that need to get out. And the scary thing is, I don't know if you saw in California, they're saying that they're going to force testing. And if you refuse uh, testing, they may or may not, you know, punish you for that. But if you do test, right? It, what they're going to do is uh, take your family out of your house if you test positive, even if you're asymptomatic. So right. we 
and I, I can see that Trump is going along, uh, along with this. And in the beginning, I was, like I said, I was frustrated. I still have hope for the guy too. And, and I do pray for God's hand on him, but I don't have an expectation that, that he is going to save this country and bring us out of this. In fact, now I believe that it's really not going to be that way at all. But that's how we can prepare our minds and our souls and, and know that we don't know it all. And we all could probably learn a little bit more, but some things we're not supposed to go down that rabbit hole, I would say, too. Uh Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And I'm really glad that you brought this up because, again, when I first began to awaken to a lot of the things with regard to the Illuminati and the New World Order, I wanted everybody around me to hold this as important. And I wanted them to really study this information and to talk with me about it. And because of that, I really, I drove a lot of my loved ones, my, my friends and family members uh, away from me. You know, they thought I was one of those conspiracy theorists, which I was a conspiracy realist, really, but um, they weren't there and they weren't ready and neither were they willing to listen and so uh, i think it's important that we honor people for where they are and like for my mom and my dad you know talking about this new world order conspiracy stuff they were never never gonna catch up and never gonna you know examine or research and my dad you know watched fox news and uh, and, and that's that's where he got his truth. And so for me to try to force this information upon them, it was, it just drove a wedge between us in our, unfortunately, the, the latter years of our life and our relating. And I, I regret that now, and I hope people don't make that mistakes with their only, you know, their own family members and their own loved ones, because I don't see that it's necessary for everybody to be a believer and to be knowledgeable in this manner on these kind of things. Uh, I would hope that you know everybody in the world would find such revelation important, but especially for some Christians that study their Bible, they're good people, they pray and they worship the Lord and um, but they may not be willing to make that jump, to make that leap, or to, you know, to drop down the rabbit hole, um, and they're scared. You know, they don't really want to look at some of the deeper aspects of this conspiracy. I, I have learned to respect them for where they are and to honor them for where they are. And I also realized that just like with the the Revolutionary War here in America, that it only took 5% of the population awakening to drive the British out and to earn our freedom. And so we don't need everybody to wake up to everything. Uh, We just need a a good uh, amount of people enough to, you know, to really shift uh, the consciousness. But again, I don't hold faith in it. it, You know, we're not going to save ourselves. It's going to be Christ's return and in second advent that sets all these things straight. And so my hope is in 
the Messiah. And, and I know that it's going to be the Savior that comes and judges everything. And in that moment, every knee will bow, every tongue confess, and all will declare him as Lord and King. And then all will be brought to uh, their just rewards uh, according to the things that they've done. Um, my thing is, you know, the Ezekiel 33, the parable of the watchman, that those of us that have learned and know better that without a doubt we are to sound the trumpet to sound the alarm to warn others so that that innocent blood is not upon us but i don't expect everybody to wake up in fact i know that the elect is but a minority and a minuscule a very small minority and that most people are going to remain in ignorance and that's simply the way of it but we have to be responsible and empower and encourage one another to do what we can because you know god is long-suffering he wants not one of us to fall away and to uh, not be numbered with the elect and so the great commission is that we go forth share the truth help people to understand the gospel and baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But certainly, um, you know, we have to work out our, our, our own salvation in fear and trembling. And that, that's essentially all we are responsible for. Um, but, you know, again, uh, I don't, at now I know that, when people are not ready and they're not going to hear and not going to listen anyways, there's no sense for me to try to force the issue or try to force them to understand something that they're unwilling to look at anyways. Right. It, the, there's a saying that says a man con a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Still, yes. So, so we can only try. And I pray, I always pray this to be a light for Jesus and, you know, darkness hates the light. So kind of when you get the people that really dislike you, you think, you know, there's probably just something more to it. And if you can remember, it's not personal. There's maybe they're seeing the light of Jesus. And I think that's a really good way because we, you, I'm sure you're, maybe you're, I don't know if used to it's the right word, but I'm sure you're at a point where you know how to handle it. Like you said, you kind of came out Blair and you're like, everybody needs to know. And mm -hmm. <laughs> um, where you learned, you got to kind of settle it out. And of course, yes. me being the same way. So the great thing is, is that um, we learn how to handle this better. And I'm starting to see like, we've got a few people in the chat that don't like what I have to say already. And I don't know why, um, but it doesn't matter. The point is, I think about those kind of comments and I don't get mad anymore. There used to be a time where all I wanted to do was defend myself. But uh -huh. there should be no defense if we have God on our side. God will defend us. The Lord right. Jesus Christ will defend us. And so the great thing is, is I can say whatever, I hope that whatever there is that, that they're seeing is is actually causing something in them to, it's a conviction. And it's and I was that way. I remember one time somebody said to me, you need to find Jesus or something. And I was so mad. It's such a, not a mean, <laughs> it was not a mean statement, right? Mm -hmm. I was really if you know my history, which I believe you do, I mean, my husband passed away 
a lot of complications with that. And, and I was just in an angry state and I just couldn't come out of it. And somebody's like, you need to find Jesus or something. Right. And I was like, how dare you? Well, I was convicted and I'll never forget that statement. In fact, I've told that person since then, I'm so glad you said that. And I appreciate you for it. And I remember what you said about it. And that mattered to me in the, in the weirdest of ways. I don't even know if he really knew Jesus himself, but that was the Lord speaking to me. And I got angry because there was a personal conviction inside my heart. And so I say that, I, I just say that because um, in, in case anyone is disagreeing with us or not liking what we have to say, you know, just stick it out. And you know, Zen is such a good guy. And if he disagrees with me, he'll say so. And, and I can handle it. So I, I, again, I appreciate all the people in here and all the patience that they have with this conversation. I appreciate your patience in and always answering my questions. It's such a blessing. I just wanted to remind you that, I am honored about that. Oh, yeah. No, oh, likewise. Yeah. I am honored as well, sister. You know, we are all learning together. Nobody has all of the answers. We're all here in this world in a fallen state in and in, in a fallen way uh, because we have fallen short. And so we have this chance in this lifetime to, you know, declare our allegiances and to side with Christ and to choose the right way and so that's what i'm encouraging that all of us really come to the understand the larger reasons for our being here what all of this is all about uh, the fall of humanity the war in heaven how these things tie together with our incarnating the flesh form and so we are learning together you know we um all in my opinion we drank from the cup for forgetfulness and so everything entering into this world as a clean state slate we've had to relearn and reassess everything and unfortunately we um, went through a time where in sin we rebelled until we came to the truth and and uh, my hope is that uh, more and more come to the truth and understand that salvation is through Christ and so um, that the promise and that his being the Passover lamb dying on the cross, ascending, um, being resurrected, that uh, we also uh, can have eternity through him. And there's so much deception now, especially as we are accelerating towards the end of days. I see more and more the agenda of, you know, the ancient aliens, our, our creators, and how... That whole theme is being pushed by so many shows. You know, you were talking also about um, the quantum computer and how the AI is now also being geared up and to be part of the Antichrist, the beast system. And we know that, you know, through the NSA, Edward Snowden, he came out, he warned America that Everything is being tracked, traced, recorded. Every conversation, every email that they can spy on us through our computers, through our uh, smartphones, even our refrigerators, uh, our TVs, everything. You know, just like that computer system you said. And I, I remember the movie, uh, uh, how it was able to utilize every electronic device anywhere um, to 
access all the the video footage to spy on people to track and trace keep up with um and that this is this is the brave new world you know this is the orwellian uh 1984 the times of complete uh, big brother you know watching all things i mean that's that's the reality of what we are living in now but my daughter-in-law and myself, we have been watching this program called Westworld. And in, in this particular show, in the new season, they have where um, the elites have created a AI that they basically, it's their god. And it is able to... Uh, to see and to project into the future outcomes and the way things will unfold, almost like prophecy. And they utilize the technology to, um, to see who's going to be divergent and who's going to be the outliers, who's going to be you know, those like ourselves that are standing against the New World Order and uh, fighting against you know the the whole as far as the matrix unplugging from it and helping others to understand really what's going on and they have been targeting these people and killing them but they have this supported this technology and they have been utilizing the knowledge and the information and the predictive programming of you know all the input of all the data that's been collected over all you know these are like decades and centuries now of information that has been inputted and um, they're watching and keeping track of even bloodlines and how the tendencies of you know certain individuals of certain bloodlines to act and behave and um, and all of that is tracked, traced, and utilized. Uh, for their benefit and to uh, to again target you know outliers and things of that nature, and it's interesting that in this show they even speak about the New World Order and that they are using uh, certain situations and agendas and um, you know even like false flag uh, like the nuking of Paris and and things of that nature to to drive and to create certain outcomes. And we see that this is also the situation of what we are dealing with with regard to, you know, the whole Terminator series and uh, the AI technology and how the computers getting and being smarter than humanity that they were able to um, even to create you know this cyber c- cyborg and cyber genetic technology to to replace humanity in such a way that we either merge with that technology or we get replaced by it and you know we find ourselves in that kind of a world now as well um, it, it's just it, it's insane all the the things that we find ourselves contending with and all of the knowledge and all the technologies which are continuing onward 
without you know even our input on uh, whether they are beneficial or whether they will in some way um, really challenge the normal status of how we have been living in this world. Um, and I, I think that even the the control grid of buying and selling and the mark of the beast, that it will have part to play in what is the evolution of all of this uh, technology and its connections to uh, the rise of the Antichrist and the the beast kingdom. And, um, you know, things that we are seeing played out now, because even in 1984, they talked about uh, being in a war with an enemy, uh, and it was all propaganda. There was no war. There was no enemy, and yet the 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 state had everybody convinced and everybody working against and involved in the war, and you know they were changing uh, history and uh, reshaping and dictating. The, the chronicles of history and how things unfold and how things are going into the future all in the way that they wanted to in order to, again, um, to create a certain outcome and to drive a certain agenda. Okay. All right. We'll be right back, everyone, in just a few minutes. Hello, everybody. As you know, in our Digital Readers Club, we just finished the Great Commission 3 on the end time apocalypses and are now moving forward because of your vote into the Yahushua Christ, the infancy, gospels, early childhood, and lost year narratives. And so in this particular book, and the reason I compiled it is because there's only one account in the entire Bible that relays anything with regard to the youth of Christ. And it is the story of when he's 13 years old and he um, leaves Mary and Joseph and they, retracing them st their steps, find him teaching the rabbis and the elders in the Holy Temple, the Jerusalem Temple, about the mysteries of the heavens. And so I wanted those of us that are believers and that hold and have faith in Christ to have the fullness of the stories and the accounts of his early life that are available to those that wish to know more. And so that was the reason for the compilation of all of these accounts is to give you better insight into who our Savior Messiah is and how he was even in his youth, without question, he was the fullness, the incarnation of God, and that he had the authority, even then, of life and death, and that Mary used even his bathwater and his swaddling clothes to heal leprosy and to bring people out of their demonic possessions. And so I believe that the study of this material will greatly bless your life and help you to better understand the core tenets of why we believe on him and know without question that salvation is through him. 
Are the stories in the Bible true? What if I told you that there are hundreds of confirming witnesses, which give intricate detail to the stories in the Bible? Have you ever found yourself deep in the rabbit hole with questions that no one seemed to have the answers to? Join us every other Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. For our Ask Me Anything series with author and researcher Zen Garcia, as he sheds light on the mysteries which have us all searching together. Many truth seekers are constantly studying alone. But there is a place where we can come together. The Digital Readers Club is our online ecclesia, meant for those who've forsaken churchianity but still want the closeness of a family to study with. Join us every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time to put together the puzzle pieces of truth scattered throughout the ancient scriptures. Your partnership with Sacred Word Publishing goes further than the publishing of ancient manuscripts and weekly video content. You also make a huge impact across the earth in orphanages in Myanmar, India, Uganda, and Kenya. Your support is crucial for the development of the ecclesia of real truth seekers. We thank you for joining us in hosting Secrets Revealed, Momentary Zen, the Digital Readers Club, Ask Me Anything series, and other shows that have helped lead so many to the truth of salvation. Become even more involved? Please visit Patreon.com/SacredWordPublishing, where you can partake in exclusive, interactive, patron-only content. And help us continue shining the light of love in this darkened world. Thank you for joining us this evening. I'm your host, Zen Garcia. All right, welcome back, everybody, for a second hour.、Uh, you have joined both Aaron Moffat and I for what is the introduction of our new monthly broadcast, All Things Esoteric. And so, thank you for joining us, and know that. We honor all of you out there for where you may be, and whatever is you know your love and your affiliation. If you are a Democrat or a Republican, or if you're this side or that or independent, you know I I, I wish and hope that things will change and that you know there is some、uh, some way that in the political process that. 
you know, people can sway and affect the government to actually do something about the uh, those that are breaking the law and that are, you know, hurting innocent children especially. That for the sake of all those that are being sexually trafficked and that the young children that are being abused by pedophiles and and priests and politicians and people in in power uh, for their sake the sooner the better that justice be served um, but again my, my personal opinion is that our, our faith and my faith certainly is upon my Lord King and Savior and I know that without a doubt when he returns that um, justice will be served in that that day and that the elite especially you see in the scripture that the mention of the kings and how um, you know they wonder at the bees they've been giving their authority and the power to them and they've been serving him for a very long time well in that day um, they will know that they are on the wrong side and that um, yeah, things are, are going to get bad and that they will reap what they sow. But I'm going to go ahead and turn it back over to you, Aaron, and we'll follow your lead, sister, and anything that you'd like to bring up or uh, say or share and questions or whatever, we'll, we'll follow your lead, sister. Well, I came up with a lot of fun stuff in the last things you were just saying, and I was getting excited, which I was glad that you took the time right up to the break, because I was like, oh, this will be fun, because I'll take a little time. When you mentioned um, that Westworld and being able to see the, kind of the future and how things are going to play out, so in line with what we're talking about, because Q had dropped something that all the, the QAnon people went nuts over about what's called Looking Glass, and even a friend of mine did a very extensive video on it. And I love this guy, but we, and I'm so glad we're friends because he's one of those, he thinks that interplanetary aliens are real, you know, <laughs> and he thinks that Q is everything and Trump is everything. And what's great is we're friends and we've done videos together. We do movie reviews, uh-huh. but he did, he's got a huge channel. He, anyway, he did a video on this looking glass. Well, my, what, what turns out, to be the looking glass, in my opinion, would be a scrying mirror because Q is trying to say they can see the future. And they've done, I mean, I'm talking, this guy did a very extensive scientific video on what the looking glass could be that Q is talking about. And it's how to see in the future. And to dis, and that's how Q has control. So that was very interesting. And I wanted to bring that up. Um, I Also, you talked about the control over us uh, and our rights at some point. And I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did. But in Singapore, they're get they're putting out these robot dogs. Have you seen that? No, no. I okay, they're kind of creepy. They look like oversized cockroaches. Well, but with only four legs because the legs go backwards. But they're called robot dogs, and what they do is they go and they literally they don't bark, but they <laughs> bark orders at you to stay a certain amount of apart. And what's interesting. <laughs> somebody already called it in the chat god bless you uh that it was a black mirror episode called metalhead and that was very similar to these robot dogs and in that episode just like you said it's like uh when the machines come against the people um and to destroy them this was this episode 
and it was supposed to be uh i'm, I'm totally brain farting on the one that you the uh, gosh the uh, arnold one. <laughs> oh yeah the terminator. space yeah. terminator I, how yeah. do, could i brain fart on that <laughs> whatever i'm thinking too much but anyway this one was where the dogs, the robot dogs go after humans. And when they find them, they can spray this shrapnel trackers at them. And then the tractor trackers get embedded in their skin. So that if the human actually gets away before they kill it, they can track it. And then the humans got to cut it out. And then the really, you know, oh, wow. I, yeah. So they're really like the twist on this one was that it ended up in like her jugular at the end. So she couldn't cut it out and they find her. But the point is, is talk about predictive programming. And so Speaking of predictive programming, there was a TV series called Trackdown in 1958, and there was an episode where a snake oil salesman, basically, a con man named Trump, comes to a town what? and says the world is going to end. Yeah, says the world is going to end, and I've got the answer, but you've got to come out and listen to me tonight. You know, he's going to give his little show, and, and he's got all these witch symbols on everything that he wears, everything that he has. He comes, you know, on this, this is 1958, comes on the stage. And he's got like a drum and a vet, like a whole jacket that he wears or something. And so he's, they're getting the citizens scared, right? Riled up about the end of the world, but he's going to save them. And guess what? One of his ways of saving, I don't, I haven't watched the whole episode, but it doesn't matter. Guess what? One of his ways of saving them is he's going to build a wall. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. That's funny. Yeah. um And then, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, do you know about that, uh, the book that was supposedly written in the 1800s, and it is also about an individual named Trump, and I I forget the exact details on it, but it was so much like um, a prediction about even Trump becoming president. I, I can't remember the exact book. If somebody's in the chat room and knows what I'm talking about if you'll um, post that in there. But it was like the Adventures of Baron or something. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah, I think that's it. Um and you know again here's a something that was written so long ago that seems to be connected to because we had the same thing that um with the the Gulf oil crisis and how all that happened, that there was a book that was written about that um, a few decades back, and that described that kind of unfolding, and uh, just weird how, you know, you have all this New World Order literature, the Brave New World, 1984, uh, things of that nature, and how it all is coming and playing out in similarity to prophecy to the generation that we're living in now. Absolutely. And I think it's less of a warning than a not. I just think it's a knowledge. And if you think about fallen angels and demonic spirits, and again, I had someone come into, I bring this up because it was just such a interesting experience. I had someone come into my discord channel today that had hidden knowledge that was a special messenger, but that we could be just like Jesus. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I'm already done with this conversation. It's, it's kind of like they're getting this <laughs> hidden knowledge. And they, they're not afraid to tell it because then it makes it less realistic to us. Because, come on, reading 1984 or reading Aldous Huxley's Brave New World in that time, absolutely unfathomable. We weren't even anywhere near it, right? right. But now it's been pushed and pushed and pushed in and, and so many. I, oh, yeah, I was going to mention 
So how we'll talk about predictive programming. Look at how many movies are about people who are infected that have to just get blown away and killed like zombies. Right, I mean, right. You, yeah. so that now the predictive programming, let's kill the infected. Let's Oh, they're evil. And they want right. to test everyone. They're threatening to take away your kids. If you don't get tested, well, it turns out if you're testing positive, what's going to happen to you? You're not just going to get a yellow star or whatever you believe about Nazi Germany and who was killed and how many were killed. It's not that you're just going to get that. You're going to just literally get blown away in the streets. Like zombies are going to be like, collect you all up and just blow you away. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a really good point. And, you know, to what degree um, uh, are they saying uh, that, you know, as far as the infection or some kind of zombie apocalypse or zombie disease, I mean, can the coronavirus, if you're affecting others and putting at risk, would that be enough for them to, you know, isolate you and put you away, um, kill you, remove you from the population, or quarantine you? Like we had this um, Netflix release of called something like Cordoned Off, or, and it was about here in Atlanta that uh, some kind of disease was released, and they quarantined off a huge population a, a portion of Atlanta and wouldn't let anybody go in and, and anybody go out and um, you know found out that the CDC was involved in creating and uh, weaponizing this particular disease and it got released and it affected the population and they tried to blame it on the this Middle Eastern guy and you know that he was part of a terrorist group or whatever but it came to find out that you know it was the cdc that was involved and um basically they took over national security and uh they wouldn't let anybody in or out and they were just going to allow everybody in this portion to just die off to you know to ensure that it didn't escape and they were shooting anybody that tried to uh, get out of there and so i mean this is these are the kind of questions and this is the kind of uh, agenda that people are going to have to be deciding on and you know we know from the patriot act and uh the whole thing that christians and patriots are already targeted as domestic terrorists we are enemies of the state that they have been wanting to uh with the whole thing of um the noahide laws to come after christians anyways and so you know what what kind of excuse? We see in China um, that the communist atheistic state there, they can basically go in and force a woman to have an abortion. And if you're a political dissident, they can lock you up and target you and then take your organs and kill you in that manner to, you know, to pass out uh, your, your body parts. I mean... That's the insanity that's going on there that nobody really talks about, but is common knowledge that these things are going on. And I mean, is the agenda with the coronavirus and you know the forced vaccinations that are coming, uh, if you don't get the coronavirus test or if they declare you as uh, being infected and sick, I mean, can they take you and... Uh, forcefully quarantine you and put you in a place 
and, and it have nothing to do with the coronavirus. You know, it could be just because of your belief, uh, just because you're a believer, or just because you're awakened to the New World Order. I mean, whatever, that the whole thing with World War II and Hitler, uh, that those that were stuck into the concentration camps initially were political opponents, uh, dissidents, um, anybody that was of fringe population, groups, people with disabilities, gypsies, um, you know, whatever they wanted to put in there, and they just keep extending and um, broadening uh, who is targeted. And so that's why you never want to give the government the power to make those kind of decisions for you uh, because, again, it gets out of control like that. And you never know what is going to be the basis for who they're going to be targeting and who they're going to be locking up in quarantine. And so, you know, something to be concerned. Absolutely. And as soon as you said gypsies, I was like, that's funny because in my own personal under, you know, belief of growing up, gypsies are dirty, yucky people that will take your money and screw you over. And that that's not my personal belief that I gathered over time. That was just kind of something that was taught to me or that I understood. And so, of course, they would start with something that that's how they talk about them. They talk about them like, oh, these dirty, vile, whatever, whichever group you want to make it. And like you said, with Christians, there's already groups that are blaming Christians for the virus because we're still trying to meet in church. In fact, I had an old friend, and I say old friend loosely, the guy is interesting, but I had an old acquaintance get a hold of me yesterday, and he was saying how he was excited to see how these um, church pastors have died from coronavirus for going back to church. And all I could say was, because I mean, I could have easily said, how dare you, you sick person, but he's a sick person. So I said, well, you know, it's probably not true. They probably didn't die. They just wanted you to think they did because, as you know, as Christians, we're so evil right. for wanting to, to have church. And so we, you know, oh, those horrible. So it's like you said, it's a slow boil, like the the frog. But it starts with something like that. It sounds. It I can I can look at both sides of this. I can say, well, I can see people's concern because we're getting together, but I can see that why we need to get together because it is our Christian right, and Jesus has called us to that. And that we in Hebrews uh, ten twenty five, I think we're yeah we're to continue to we're to continue to meet mm-hmm. even if we have fear of death, and yet we've got churches that are like oh no we can't meet and again I, I want to mention this too I had a friend whose husband is a pastor a co pastor in my church, and I expressed my disgust for what was going on in our church of course Bible one C three. But uh, she she thought I was blaming her and her husband, and I wasn't. I was just kind of disgusted with the church of the nation for closing down, not just our church. And and she was like, well, I've seen so many good things come out of this, 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 and this, and this. And what I didn't think to say, but what I'll say to you guys is, you know, I married a man. I had two beautiful children, but this man ended his own life. And I wasn't supposed to marry him to have these two beautiful children. It didn't happen for a reason. Okay, so I'm making I'll make this point real quick, but I wasn't supposed to marry an unstable man who would take his own life in order to have these two beautiful children. I would have had two beautiful children with the right man or maybe four or six, maybe even more abundantly. However, because God can make good from bad, I have two beautiful children and I'm no longer in a scary situation. We did not have to have a lockdown to get the church of Acts to come into play. We should have known better before now. However, God can make good from bad, and we will see good things happen because of this. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we're, you know, no matter what, we are forced to adapt. And we never know how the end times are going to play out. But certainly there is mention of plagues and things of that nature. Um, and I also think that you know, in prophecy, we see that it speaks about how the rains are also uh, shut down for a period of time and that it, it gets hot. The land becomes baked like iron. Uh, and so I think the chemtrails is also a part of the agenda. I'm just really glad that this year we're not experiencing the heat that we did last year. Cause like, uh, by the time we got to May last year, we were already experiencing 90 degree days and we set all kind of records here in Georgia. I don't know if, um, it was the same where you were, but it was just uh, unbearable. And the, the land, uh, also, the plants suffered. There, there were a lot of things that were killed and, and burned off, literally, um, because of the weather and the lack of rain. And, and they basically sprayed every, every time there was going to be a storm front here. Uh, they came out and, you know, checkered the skies with a mm -hmm. labyrinth of chemtrails. And so... But yeah, I think we, we are going to adapt and that uh, we're also going to see that in these times, as evil increases, uh, that I believe that the spirit is going to be pouring poured out on all flesh as well. And that a lot of things of what has been held in secrecy and lost as knowledge and forgotten in memory, uh, like with the ancient past and the ancient times and uh, the fallen angels being here before humanity, that a lot of things are are being revealed by the Most High that can help explain and also to prepare uh, for the coming strong delusion because that strong delusion is for those that, no, that you know, have no love of the truth. But I do believe that there are many of us that do love the truth and that want to know um, you know, we're the seekers of lost paradise, you know. We're, we're trying to understand and to read and to study those things which the Most High is, is revealing and showing. And there are many people that are standing themselves up to be watchmen and watchwomen uh, like yourself, Aaron, and, and others. And I think it's very important that people realize that you know, we are the answer um, with regard to sounding the trumpet. Not that we're going to save ourselves or that we're going to bring in a golden age because the scriptures tell us that things are going to get uh, the worst that they've ever been uh, leading up to what is the return, the second advent of Christ. But um, in the process, you know, again, I think that we have to do all that we can to encourage and empower each other and to, uh, to keep faith and hope alive. And that faith and that hope is in Christ, not in humanity or uh, in AI or the ex extraterrestrials or you know, presidents or prime ministers or royal families. Because um, unfortunately, these systems 
uh, have been designed uh, not to fail us, but to they you know they promise and then they don't deliver, and, and that's that's the unfortunate um, reality of you know having faith in something that is not Christ, uh, because in my opinion. Uh, if you do put your faith on God, that's that's a really good place to put it because I find that He delivers and that He is there and that He's ready and willing to meet us halfway and that He can achieve all miracle. Um, and so that's just you know where I choose to place my focus, and I, I'm hoping that others will also learn. Uh, this lesson and and do the same. Once I knew that I could surrender everything to the Lord Jesus Christ, which, believe it or not, doesn't happen overnight for everyone. Once I really understood that, I didn't need Q or Trump or any of these other things. I didn't need... So I was a Q follower, but again, I didn't like it when Q dropped Brave New World because I was a new Q follower, and I did continue to quote-unquote trust the plan but I was very much more aware when Q would say goofy things that I didn't really agree with. And then even Trump, it was, it even took longer than that. I I wanted to trust these people, but once I totally surrendered and knew that it didn't matter that the truth came from Jesus and he would protect me or whatever, that it didn't matter everything that would happen to me here on earth, that that's when I was like, okay, it's okay. If I find out these guys are bad guys, um, it's okay. And I, I think it's easy for people to say, I was recently told you're super anti-Q. And it, so I look like a hater. Like I look like just somebody trying to hate on something that these people love. Stop that. <laughs> my kids. Anyway, I look like something that I, that someone that just hates on these things. And these people are like, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. And I don't hate on it. In fact, I loved it and believed in it. But I had to accept that there was just some there was just too many things that didn't add up. And now I'm able to look at it and go, yeah, this doesn't add up. And I don't hate any of it. I, I understand why people love Q. I was there. I understand why Mm -hmm. people love Trump. I was there. And I'm really hoping in this video I'm putting out that I convey that. I don't know if I will, but I, I do say it. I say, you guys, I get it. I was there with you. And I'm not, not there anymore. I'm just kind of at a different place. And if I can bring you to that place, then we will agree. We'll be in a good place, but we agree on many other things anyway. So I hope I can convey that to people. We'll see. Somebody mentioned HR six 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 six, which is really fun. It's like the contact tracking and tracing bill, and it adds up all the. I can't. I don't have it in front of me, but the words they all you know make the um, mnemonic of trace T R A C E. It's like tracking something. Really? Anyway. Yeah. And it's six. It's HR six 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 six. We also have Bill Gates' patent for the ID or for the. Uh, oh man, this is another Black Mirror episode. He made this patent for uh, cryptocurrency that you earn from tasks that you do, and the patent number is twenty twenty oh six oh six oh six. You'll get rewarded and paid in cryptocurrency for doing menial tasks, like you know, I don't know, maybe patching a window or riding a bike or something, whatever task they might have you do, earn money for that, and then be able to spend. And then another thing I'll bring up is ID2020 has this luminescent light that they'll use for determining it's a tattoo, quantum dot tattoo it's called. 
for determining if you've been vaccinated and if you're uh, needing vaccinations. And that is made from two enzymes, and you'll love this. You can't make this stuff up, called luciferase and luciferin. Oh, my That gosh. was named such from the French uh, scientists that named them out after Lucifer for light bringer right, because yeah, they light uh-huh. up. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so, you've, yeah. so you've got all of this coming together. And this is why I say to people, Trump might be saying, I'm not going to go with Gates. So maybe he doesn't like this HR 6666 and Gates cryptocurrency payment method and his ID 2020. But don't doubt for a moment that he doesn't have the exact same technology of his own. And again, people do not believe me. And, and they won't watch the video that shows that he wants 300 million vaccines made by January 2021 called Operation Warp Speed. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, you know, again, just um, looking at the whole draining the swamp and how that even that phrase was uh, designed by Cambridge Analytica. I don't know if people have seen the particular documentary um, of where Facebook sold this information and how they have been utilizing uh, tactics and they have a strategy for swaying elections and getting people um, or either getting them elected or not getting them elected, you know. Uh, and and this, this particular group, that knowledge is that AI interface that we've been talking about and how they are able to do the predictive programming and how they're able to utilize and influence people's friends and databases just on Facebook at this time to, you know, affect outcome. It's, it's crazy that that much power is being wielded by uh, this particular company and how the whistleblowers, the insiders came out to talk about um, how they were able to sway and affect and, and to, to cause certain elections to be swung this way or that way uh, and they have been instrumental in being involved in you know the political process and into um, getting things uh, you know brought out and affected in the way that they have and again it's this whole AI technology and we're going to see an increase of this because the data and and people's behaviors and the ways that they are, uh, all of that is being sold and monitored. I mean, even the fact that, you know, our cell phones are basically a tracing mechanism of wherever you are, your cell phone is there with you. They can turn it on. They can listen to you. They're recording everything that, you know, you're, you're saying, your conversations, your texts, everything um, you know, and it's so crazy that, like, a lot of the criminals now, they they text what they're doing leading up to the crime and after the crime. And even when they are murdering people, um, it, it, they are just leaving a fingerprint of everything they're doing, and it's making it so easy for the police to to utilize technology in in um, in solving crime, it's uh, it, it's just people are stupid, and it's it shows that they are in denial when it comes to the technology and how 
the police state is monitoring and watching and utilizing it um, to track and trace and to decide and to decipher what people are doing with their behaviors in committing crime. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think, you know, preventing crime and terrorism is a good thing. But when you have the terrorism being funded by the government and they're protected when Christians and patriots are targeted, that's not a good thing. And that's, again, the reality that we are contending with. And now that they have this whole military tribunal system set up to where you can be tried as a domestic terrorist and your habeas corpus rights, your right to a speedy trial and in a court of law where you're tried by a jury of your peers, all of that is is also uh, removed. They have created an alternative system to where you can be disappeared, tortured, and information that has been uh, brought forth through torture can then be used against you. I mean, that's how insane, that's the reality that we're living in now that we are in the post-apocalyptic 9-11 uh, Patriot Act as far as the, you know, the uh, loss of habeas corpus. I mean, it is, it's insane, and yet we, again, the, the population, the people, have no idea as to the changes. We think everything, the Constitution is still in play, and uh, all of our rights are still supported by the constitution and yet there it, it's not and it's unfortunate and you know people are finding out the hard way um and and we've never you know even when the patriot act and all that came up we didn't we didn't protest and because we didn't protest and because people didn't really say much i mean even to the fact that they were torturing people you know and they have systematically set up all these black op sites uh, and then the extraordinary rendition and because this was being done to so-called you know muslim terrorists people didn't say anything but yet you're the prize you know they want to be able to do this to to christians and patriots and and unfortunately that that quiet um, is going to come back on us in, in, at some point. And, but, you know, again, we just have to do what we can to try to, um, to just make it and endure it to the end because um, these are certainly weird times. Uh, but let me turn this back over. Oh, one last thing. The book that I had asked about, the people in the chat room, they said it's The Adventures of Baron Von Trump. That's the book that was written back, I don't even know uh, when it was written, but it seems to have, you know, this predictive information about Trump and his presidency, which is weird, but it is what it is. Aaron? Yeah, uh, you brought up the, a great point with the Patriot Act, and there was also one called the National Defense Authorization yes, Act that was right. passed by Obama himself. 
in 2011 that even the ACLU went up against. And, well, what do you know? Trump has been re-upping that every year. And right. most recently, in his most recently renewal, it created a committee that was formed in the last NDAA that Obama put into effect. And this is called the National Security Commission on AI. And it's chaired by none other than Eric Schmidt, former head of Alphabet, Google, and um, another guy by the name of Richard Fontaine, but also a lot of national, um, I think he was a national security advisor to McCain, but also a lot of CEOs of NQTEL, Microsoft, Google, and Oracle, and military and intelligence community to get this AI community together. And not and that came from the last NDAA, which is the one, by the way, if people don't know, this NDAA, when Obama passed it, the reason that the, that the uh, ACLU didn't like it is that it said it could detain an American citizen for in a secret uh, private um, tribunal, like you mentioned, and they could go into a military prison. And so while the, so this is something that Q people get excited about, but they don't realize they're excited for martial law. They think people like Tom Hanks and other pedophiles that are American citizens and not treasoners of the United States of America, they get excited that they're going to go to Gitmo. They think they're already there or already dead. And these are people that should know better. Some of these people are military people. They should know better. They're cheering for secret tribunals of American citizens to be detained indefinitely in a military prison. So think about that. That's what these people are cheering for, martial law and this NDAA. They don't realize it, but that's what they're cheering for. But this is the committee that is is actually the one that are trying to get rid of or figure out how to get around these legacy systems that we have where it's the problem of too many people. But this committee is actually going to set recommendations for how America comes out of the the fovid virus i call it so we don't get any kind of ding but this the, this committee is trump's economic revival committee coming out of this we're talking you know people from silicon valley military and intelligence and everybody knows that q is considered military and military personnel and that's who's going to determine how we they're going to set the recommendations for how we come out of this <laughs> i mean this is nuts and I, I want to rattle these people's cages because I love them. But geez, you guys, why are right. we cheering? Why are we cheering for this ability? And this is what it's going to lead to. You and I know it. It's going to lead to what we just said. We're going to be shipped on trains or whatever, where, however they do it. And we're going to be led to gulags or killed because we're going to be the dissidents. They're going to know who we are because of quantum computer technology. And right. this committee who is behind quantum computer technology and artificial intelligence is Trump's committee. He put it together under the NDAA, which can imprison us indefinitely in a military prison for no reason at all in our secret military tribunal. Please, people. <laughs> anyway, right. that's yeah, I wanted and, to bring that up. Back to you. Yeah, and for people to be cheering this, they don't realize that they're cheering for their own demise, you know, because they are the targets. Yeah, you're hoping that this will be used against all these high-level elitists in draining the swamp, but that's not going to happen. Because um, if that was going to happen, what's taking so long? I mean, Trump's been in office for four years already, and I, I hadn't seen you know one or two arrests, and these are usually his supporters, you know. Um, so, you know, draining the swamp and uh, let's arrest Hillary and all that. Um, yeah, I, I would love to have seen that. Uh, I would have supported that, but you know, let's do it through the 
the constitutional system established to protect the rights of individuals and to keep us from being um, basically victimized by the monarchy because that's what habeas corpus rights was put into place to keep kings from being able to you know just torture and uh, and elicit uh, you know a, a, a person um, uh, basically saying that uh, I forget uh, saying that they did this um, you know conf- a confession a confession against themselves that you know they can torture you and get you to confess and use that against you in a court of law I mean this is what the military tribunal system is and it's not about you know again targeting the high level elitists that have been escaping um, uh, persecution because they are protected by each other we're the targets the you know just like what they did with um, uh, the Waco and then uh, Ruby Ridge and and other mm-hmm. places where you know Christians have been targeted and people that um, military uh, or you know that have these uh, just groups where they have uh, been holding and upholding their Second Amendment rights to to bear arms, these militant groups. That, and I'm not talking about terrorist groups, just people that are patriots and you know stand on being able to bear arms and to protect themselves against the tyranny of government, uh, which is a constitutional right. You know, and so... Um, they're twisting it. They're turning it upside down, and they're doing that in order to come after us. And really, the the scriptures tell us about that as well. Uh, that you know we will be hated for His namesake, and um, certainly in these communistic, atheistic countries, it, it's a lot worse than it is here. But they are degrading uh, what. America, you know, used to be the beacon of freedom and values and and constitutional rights for all people everywhere. And if they can cause us to falter and to fall, and we still having the right to bear arms, we have we are armed citizenry. Um, you know that if they can cause us to be taken down, then really there's no opposition, in my opinion, to to bringing in the fullness of their police state tyranny because places like um, you know Australia they don't in New Zealand they they don't have the right to own firearms at all and so I mean they are a population just waiting to be slaughtered if the command ever comes down the line and I certainly believe that you know we are commanded not to murder but you know we are not to support evil either and i do believe that god gives us the right to stand in self-defense of ourselves and our neighbors and our loved ones and especially innocents the the children um and so these are weird times i pray that we never have to go through anything with regard to the insanity of what the elites uh, have planned um, but 
you know, certainly if we do, I hope that all of you are in relationship with the Most High and that you are under the wing of his protection because all we have to do is endure to the end um, and the, the meek will inherit this earth. Uh, but I did misspeak on the name of the book. Stephanie told me that the book title is Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey by Ingersoll Lockwood. So check that out if you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's crazy how things like this have been spoken about previously. For a long, long time, too. Not right. just not just even recent. I'm kind of funny that 1958 article. There was also a comic in 1990 called Heavy. Well, the comic's been called Heavy Metal for a long time, but there was one in 1990 about Trump also building the wall, and it didn't say Trump was a president, but he was going up against some guy in New York City, and he was going to build a wall, and it really. And his followers were called demons, the demons, and he was passing out hats in 1990. So oh, it's wow. all there. It's the all Simpsons. there. And, Do not forget yeah, about the Simpsons, the Simpsons called it. The Simpsons called it, and they called his assassination. And so right. did that. So did that show Trackdown actually, because Trump in that one gets assassinated as well. So that's something to look out for. Not that I don't know how it will affect us, but not to be surprised if it happens because right. it's Trackdown. been in the predictive program. Yeah, what is? Yeah, Trackdown? that was the that was the 1958 TV series of. Oh, the, okay. Uh, yeah, that Trump that came came and roused up the citizens and said he's going to build uh, a wall. So, so crazy, wow. <laughs> so it's all there. Uh, you know, I know we're getting close to time, so I won't try to bring up any more to um, any more big subjects. But I I will say what's great is we're not here out of fear. We we've we've right. read the scripture. Yes. We know how Amen. it ends. And that's that's Amen. another reason that I was able to go. Okay, it doesn't matter. Who, if Trump is for us or against us, it doesn't matter if Q is for us or against us or That's whatever right. thing we're facing in this life, because we know how it ends. And yes. we can remember when we read in Revelation that they'll try to wear us out, the wearing of the saints, making war against the saints and to even overcome us. But we will either survive that or we won't. But how it will end for us ultimately is so beautiful we already know where we're going. We yes. already know we have a good idea of what it's going to look like. And so it's never it's never scared. It's prepared. And I get excited. That's why I say it's kind of funny. How do you get how somebody could ask me, how do you get excited about something that's going to upset people like the videos that I've made? But in the past, I have made videos that I thought were going to anger people that didn't do so in the way that I thought. So I think when Jesus is with us, we can be bold like you have been and like I'm becoming and we can say things that we're, we might have a little fear. It's going to upset people or how will we handle it when it does. And yet we're able to handle it and we're able to address it. And sometimes it never hits us as hard as we expected. And I think that that's where I'm finally getting. I'm getting to this level. I'm so thanks to the Lord Jesus. I'm finally getting to this place of I can, because I, I used to be really angry if people disagreed with me. And now I'm like, I just want to be the, the light of Jesus. I want to make sure I have that eternity with the Lord. I want to make sure that what I'm saying is not to be confrontational and rebellious, which is my old way and the spirits that used to control me. But the new way is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit and to mm -hmm. be showing the light of Jesus. And people are going to come to that. 
And if there, there's just like today, there's only going to be a few angry people, but a lot of support. And I love this community that you have. I love my community. And I'm so grateful that I took that step out to start a YouTube channel when I did and that you have done the same thing. And I think about you a lot. I think, man, you do so much. It's far less than I do. And I feel sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do a video today. And yet we step up and we do it. And I, I'm inspired by you and I'm inspired by this community and I'm inspired by other truthers that we can come to agreements, even in our disagreements or yes. even correct each other. That's something we should be able to do is mm -hmm. to correct each other. If we can't accept that kind of criticism that's meant to grow us or build us from the Lord, or we can't listen to it, we don't always have to agree, but we can listen to it and continue on as friends and continue on in this kind of relationship in this community that can only grow if we do it that way. Amen, sister. And yes, um, you know, again, it it's just like, I don't know if you've heard of the whole uh, controversy with Paul that's uh, come up of late, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of differences of opinions when it comes to the scriptures and to the gospel. Uh, but we know that without a doubt that salvation is through Christ, that he was the son of God and God incarnate into mortal form and that he came here in order to redeem us, to rectify the fall and to restore Adam and his righteous descendants back to paradise and that the promise of the cross is delivered unto us and even unto the seed of Cain. Uh, the Gentiles and the pagan nations, that all people can be redeemed through Christ, even those that are born of the Illuminati bloodlines and that come out of even that high-level evil, they can be redeemed through the Messiah. And so that is the, the beautiful nature of the promise that God has made to each one of us in being born into this fallen world, that there is a way out and that we can have eternity with him. And what an incredible promise, you know. It amazes me that the fallen angels and the watchers, that they gave up their eternity to lust after human women and to indulge in sexual pleasures. Um, how stupid are they? But, you know, we are lucky enough to inherit the ordinances which they abandoned in going after strange flesh. And uh, I, I really, I, I feel for them. I mean, the the lunacy of, and what they will, at the end of the day, is have to forcefully reckon and acknowledge that they revolted against their maker, against their creator, to indulge in, you know, in just... Uh, sexual deviance for a short time. I mean, is it worth it? I mean, they, they've got to know it's not. But unfortunately for them, that's the choices that they made. And, you know, that's the choices that many here are also making as far as is the carnal aspects of this world really worth uh, your eternal soul? Are you willing to give up um, the the promise of salvation and, and a life eternal to indulge in you know just the the temporal pleasures of this world and are you truly 
living by faith and walking out the commandments and serving the Most High in the, the manner that he required of us and being born again through him. Um, I mean, these are things that people have to really reconsider. And I think that a lot of that is happening with this whole uh, coronavirus thing that people are realizing there's, you know, greater priorities than what they have maybe been living for in their lives and that there are other things to consider, uh, especially when it comes to the kingdom. And so my hope is that people do regather and refocus themselves and take this time uh, to challenge themselves in, in different disposition to, um, to maybe, you know, get a little bit more deeper in relationship with the Most High and studying His gospel and coming to the truth as revealed through the prophets and through prophecy. Uh, we got five minutes remaining, Sister. I want to give you a chance for a final comment. And also, um, if you would, if you'd like to, uh, we can have you close us in prayer as well. Well, I'm happy to do that. I'm, it's funny because I always get nervous and think my prayers are just going to go into some weird space and I'll just mess up. But it's amazing that the Lord and the Holy Spirit can take over and somehow yes. they, they make sense. <laughs> yes, you just I, have to trust. Absolutely. And it just flows. Uh, and I'm so glad I'm in a place where I'm comfortable with that. So I appreciate that. I would be happy to do so. I would say closing thoughts. Um, I Thanks. Thank you so much for the community that they've been here, that they've listened to me. Um, just a shameless plug. I do have a YouTube channel of my own. I know I mentioned making a video. I don't do a lot of social media stuff because I've been kicked off of it too many times that every time I, <laughs> every time I pass out a Twitter handle or anything, it's gone, but my YouTube has been sticking it out. And so it's just my name, Aaron Moffitt, but I've been in the chat. You've seen a, a, my name in there. If you just click my name or the icon, you can you can find me if you're interested in seeing more of what I do. And I have upgraded my internet today, so I hope that I'll be able to do more good live stuff because it has been a mess on my channel, just just a mess. So thanks for letting me come on yours on a monthly basis. Based on a monthly basis, I want to reiterate how honored I am to be able to do that. Not because I hold you in, um, you know, like on a pedestal but because you're very knowledgeable and you're very willing to listen, you're very, very willing to answer questions that for some of us might seem hard to ask when you're so knowledgeable. It might be, you know, a, we might be afraid or we might think everybody already knows, but I felt nothing but comfort coming to you and asking you the questions that I felt like I needed to ask about certain things when I was ready to ask them. So thanks for being that person for me. One of the, one of the few persons. Uh. My great pleasure, you know. Uh, a lot of people are just now awakening, and I think your journey is assisting so many more than we can even, you know, uh, realize. And that even those that will be waking up tomorrow, they'll look to your channel and to the questions that you ask to uh, to grow in their own way. So, all right. Well, let's pray then. Amen. Father in heaven, Jesus Christ, we want a relationship with you first. When we know you first, when we come to you first, a lot of this stuff isn't that important. So we come to you for our salvation, 
for those that are still looking for that salvation, I pray that we've shown a light for you, Lord, that they've seen you in us. And for those that haven't, I pray they're convicted in another way, that something we said would be a seed planted in them in the future. So, Lord Jesus, as we go forth in the real world and on the Internet, we only want to give the glory to you and shine your light. We pray for truth and discernment and wisdom from you and you alone. And we hope that as we go out, people see you and thank you that you use us as a conduit. Thank you for the knowledge you brought us. We're all on a different path. Thank you for our patience with others, having compassion, but also when we can to pull people out of the fire, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the gospel of truth that we can use as the sword against evil, demonic powers that try to come up against us, but no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I am so blessed to know people like Zen Garcia and to have a community like this. I don't need them to come to my channel because I need to see a lot of likes and subscribers. What I only want, Lord Jesus, is to shine your light for those people. And I pray over all of our listeners and subscribers. I pray over my friends in Garcia and all of his family. I pray over all of the community that I've gotten to know personally and the people that I don't know yet. We pray the full armor for them, Lord, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the sword of the spirit that is the word of God, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation. As we go into battle with you by our side, Lord Jesus, thank you that you give us this authority over the demonic powers, and we come out winning on the other side. We praise you in your holy, mighty name that is worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach of Nazareth. Amen. Amen, and thank you, Aaron. And if you would, give uh, your channel out. Because uh, people are asking in the chat room. Oh, okay. Uh, I will find it. Um, I'm not on, on my. I mean, it's just my name, but it does have the weird quantum grammar semicolon or sorry, not colon, full colon thing there. That is, if you don't know quantum grammar, grammar, you wouldn't understand it. And I don't even totally understand quantum grammar, grammar, but I'm trying to get there. So I do the colons because it's kind of a way of hopefully freeing ourselves as. Ent entities away from the the government but I'll, as i learned it maybe i'll be able to come and teach it but it's really complicated anyway i did put a link in there and if you click my name and the icon as well you should be able to get on to me but there is a link now in the chat and it is my name aaron moffett m-o-f-f-e-t-t -T. okay and we will add it to the description as well god bless everybody shalom good night aaron night bless Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this video and this broadcast. We appreciate all of you, and thank you for your patronage. Please do like and subscribe and share with your friends. God bless all of you and your seeking.